I want to talk to you today on the subject, choose faith, not fear. COVID-19, how should we respond? I, I believe this coronavirus is as much an attack on our minds as it is on our bodies. And we are called to choose faith and not fear. The natural response to what's going on is fear and panic and to be scared. I, I was very amused by something that a friend of mine, Johnny Sutherland, who was a former chief superintendent, put out on his uh, Twitter. Uh, it went like this. Family conversation about coronavirus at kitchen table. Me to children. Is there anything you want to ask? Wife to children. I want you to know that I'm not scared. Eldest child to wife. You're drinking a lot of alcohol and singing a lot of opera for someone who isn't scared. <laughs> I think that's the natural response. Uh, it's, it is one of fear and it's quite a natural response because we're very concerned about those we love, particularly elderly relatives, my mother-in-law is 93. Uh, there are friends of ours who are, are vulnerable. There are many members of our congregation who would fall into that category. I suspect all of us know people who are in the vulnerable category at this time. And of course, we're concerned also about all those involved in the National Health Service and so on, the emergency service, all those things. It's natural that we should feel fear and speaking from a personal point of view and a selfish point of view, I guess for me, uh, the most the thing that causes me most that wave of fear that comes is about uh, my wife Pippa because she's uh, recently had lung cancer and therefore she's in the vulnerable category. About 10 days ago, I was just going, I, I, as some of you will know, I like to start the day with the Bible in one year. And then I go for a walk around Hyde Park. To, I like to pray around Hyde Park. I find it easier to pray walking. If I sit down on a chair to pray, I tend to fall asleep. But if I'm walking, I, have, I still get distracted, but I find it easier to pray. And I, 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 was, I felt this wave of fear as I started, uh, just as I walked out of the house. And then I sensed the Lord saying this to me, and as clearly as I think I've ever heard the Lord's voice, I heard this. Where is your faith? Who of you by worrying can add a single R to your life? And a few days later, because I, I, doing the Bible in one year and putting it out on an app and sending the email out, I, I have to do it like three weeks ahead. So I was a little bit ahead and I'm in this passage in, in uh, Luke's gospel and I was, so this was, this is the 31st of March, actually, but I was doing it about three days ago, oh no, four days ago, and I read this. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake. That's what it feels like, doesn't it, right now? It's like a, a storm. So the boat was being swamped, and they were in great Danger. That's the word that is over on everyone's lips. Great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. 
He got up and rebuked the wind and raging waters. The storm subsided, all was calm. Where is your faith? The very words that I sense the Lord speaking to me. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. Or as it says in Matthew's version, why are you afraid? In fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. A sudden storm, great danger. Jesus seemed to be asleep, and they panicked. And I think that's the temptation for all of us. Where is your faith? Why, the message version says, why can't you trust me? Why are you afraid, Matthew's version? And the challenge is to choose faith, not fear. When fear knocks at the door, and fear, I don't know how you find it, but fear is constantly knocking at the door right now in many people's lives. Choose to let faith answer. How in practice do we choose faith over fear? I want to suggest six things that you can do to overcome fear with faith. Here's the first one. Stay prayerful. The storm is raging, but Jesus is in the boat. Jesus is in the boat with you. He's in your life. He's in your home, right where you are, watching this online. Jesus is there with you. You're not alone. And I want to encourage you to fix your eyes on Jesus. The danger, I think, the challenge, the temptation for all of us, at least this is what I find, is to keep looking at the storm. I have to limit now the amount of news that I read. I don't watch so much of the news as I used to watch. I just have to restrict myself, discipline myself, not to watch it too much because it's like watching the storm rather than watching Jesus. I find when I, when I watch the news and the, if, I, if I watch all of that stuff, even emails sometimes, the fear increases. When I read the Bible, when I pray, when I worship, when I listen to encouraging messages, the fear decreases and faith rises. So I would encourage you, fix your eyes on Jesus, not the storm. And then pray, pray. There's so many people that we need to pray for. We need to pray for our doctors, nurses, the NHS, just as we, Jemima has prayed so beautifully for our government, for the elderly, for the vulnerable. And let's ask Jesus to calm the storm. Let's intercede for our nation and our world. Another passage I read just a few days before that was in Numbers 16:48, when in Old Testament times, a plague came. This is a bit like a plague, isn't it? Like it's one of those, like those Old Testament plagues arriving. And when I read this was that when the plague started, Aaron interceded. He stood between the living and the dead and the plague stopped. So that's the call of the church. 
to pray, to intercede, to ask Jesus to calm the storm. So that's the first thing, stay prayerful. Second, stay wise. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind, common sense, wisdom. I was amused by what someone put on Twitter. They said, I believe in prayer, I also believe in soap. <laughs> and I think that's wise, isn't it? Let's do as we're told, wash our hands for 20 seconds. I love what Stephen Foster said in his brilliant talk last week on the subject of prayer. He said, instead of when you're washing your hands for 20 seconds, instead of singing happy birthday, say the Lord's Prayer. I've tried doing it. It's another way to choose faith over fear. We can be very practical about this. Try, I've been trying not to touch my face. It's so hard, isn't it? It's so natural. No, I mustn't do that. I, 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 heard, I saw this morning that this is perhaps the way to do it. You have to lock your hands like this, and that helps you not to touch your face. If you're vulnerable in a category like Pips, that's why, why Pips is taking a back seat at the moment. Her, she's been advised to take a back seat because she's in a vulnerable category and get really fit. So yesterday, we powered around Hyde Park. She's getting really fit. And so that's, that's, you know, that's just being wise. Stay wise. Third, stay kind. There's no need to stockpile. Everybody says there's no need to stockpile, but people are doing it. If our loop paper doesn't arrive on Tuesday, we will have to borrow some <laughs> from someone who stockpiled. So, we, we, there's been some amazing examples of kindness. I think, isn't it amazing, the Chinese doctors flying over to Italy to help with their crisis. That's kindness. Uh, one of, one of um, uh, a friend of ours who's, who's a pastor of, of a church, Ness Wilson, she's written a note to everyone in her street saying if they need help with anything, if they need help with their shopping, if they're elderly, they can't get out, she, she wants to help, she's offering to help. I was actually put to shame by a friend of mine at the gym, uh, I, I got it, there's a great group of people there. Lo, a lot of them are taxi drivers, scaffolders, painter and decorator. But one, one of my friends, who's been a friend like for over 20 years, is a male stripper, and uh, <laughs> he, he's a great, he's a great character. He's, he said to me, "Don't touch your face, Nick." That was his advice to me. But also, he said, he said, "I went to see my my elderly neighbour the other day. I, I said to her, don't, don't leave the house. I'll do all your shopping.'" I'll just bring the bags to your door. Don't even, I won't come into your house. Bring them to your door and then just wipe them all before you use anything. And he said he's going to do that to all his elderly neighbors. I thought, isn't that amazing? It's so interesting, isn't it? Like Jesus said, we, we're so quick to judge people by what they do or how they seem. But actually, it was the people, it was the tax collectors and sinners often who, who set a better example than the scribes and the Pharisees. And I was challenged by his example. Be kind. Stay kind. Look after the vulnerable. And then, fourth, stay united. We're fighting a, a common enemy, this virus. So let's not fight one another. I think it's amazing what's happening right now. People are uniting. 
And I think this is an amazing opportunity. Never, never waste a crisis. This is an opportunity for reconciliation and forgiveness. Let's stay united. Fifth, let's stay connected. I read somewhere a blog which was headed, don't isolate your soul. You may have to isolate physically if you're in a vulnerable category at some point, but don't isolate your soul. We may not be able to gather together like this on Sundays anymore. We don't know. We, we'll, we'll communicate with you during the week by Instagram, by Facebook, by Twitter, by email, by our website. And isn't it amazing? Isn't it a blessing that we have all these ways of communication now? Even, even this has become a blessing. Now we can communicate. We can ring. Pips can ring her mother every day right now. Her mother may not be able to get up and see her, but she can ring her every day because we have these. Most people have a telephone and we can stay connected. And I want to encourage you to stay connected. Uh, maybe some of you will be meeting in small groups, uh, but, but we can use technology for our meetings. We can use technology to stay in touch with one another, to pray for one another, phone calls. You can invite friends to join us online every Sunday. That's one thing we are committed to. Every Sunday, we will be having services online, which you can join. Everyone who's watching this right now, you are welcome to join us. We would love you to join us. You might want to invite friends, perhaps friends who are feeling isolated, but friends who don't normally go to church. This is a way that they could join us. Maybe this is an opportunity for people who wouldn't normally go to church to hear a message of hope every Sunday because the gospel is still good news and it's a message for everyone, both in the church and outside of the church, that Jesus reigns. So stay connected. And sixth, stay confident. Maybe one of the reasons why fear is, the levels of fear are so high is because we're not in control. But actually, we never were in control. We just thought we were in control. Now we realize we're not in control. But you know what? Jesus is in control. Jesus always was in control. He is in control and he always will be in control. Jesus is in the boat and he's in control. And when he spoke, when he chooses to speak to the storm, it will calm. And God reigns. God rules in this universe. This is not a surprise. God's not sitting up there thinking, oh, I never thought of a coronavirus. I never thought that would happen. Oh goodness, what is going on down there? He knows, he knows, he, he's, he rules and reigns. And as the book of Isaiah says, no weapon formed against you will succeed. Ultimately, this storm will pass. And Jesus is in the boat, Jesus reigns. And for all of you, all of you here and all of you watching 
online, the most important thing that you should know today is that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you so much that he came to this earth and died for you on a cross. That's how much he loves you. And he suffered for you. Suffering is, 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 is not something that God is aloof from. Jesus understands all about suffering. And if you're going through a hard time right now, as many people are, Jesus understands. He has been through the worst of suffering. But suffering does not have the last word. Jesus was raised to life. That's what we're gonna celebrate this Easter. Death has been conquered. Suffering has been conquered. Jesus has been raised to life. Jesus is alive. Jesus is in control. And that's why we have a message. Yeah, it's, it's good news. It's good news. So I want to encourage you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep pointing people to Jesus. Choose every time you're tempted. Choose faith over fear. And know that ultimately, no weapon formed against you can succeed. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.